You're listening to the Dad's Gone Wild podcast. Welcome back to the Dad's Gone Wild podcast. I am your host, Ryan Alderson. This is episode six, along with my trusty advisor, Andy Fountain. Andy, how's it going, bud? Hey, 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 hey. How are you? Good, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and back, back on the show tonight. We have a repeat guest and friend of the program, Scott McNabb. Metal McNabb, how are you? <laughs> I'm absolutely fantastic today. I'm going to be a little distracted, not going to lie. Uh, DraftKings right now, I'm currently sitting fifth on the million dollars, so I need nothing for energy today. I'm, I'm good to roll. This is fantastic. I'm fucking oh. live right now. Yes, Excellent. Yeah, Wait, I don't me, think I've been me, this uh, wired. Just, Why? I was going to say I've been this here. wired since I got a, a weekend off with Aldi down in Iraq on the range, <laughs> losing my soul. <laughs> yes. Speaking so, of, so wait, wait, you're 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 in a you're you're in a pool right now, and you're in fifth place out of how many? Like how many people are in this pool right now? Uh, hundred and seventy three thousand plus. So you're in just a couple. So you watch. You're in a pool with 173,000 people. You're in fifth place to win a million dollars. Yeah, on a fifteen dollar entry. So it's one of those. There's like, ah, fuck it. I'll throw this on in the background just while we're doing the podcast tonight. I'm like, fifteen bucks. Who cares? And I'm like, I I listened to a couple pods today and doing a lot of fantasy research for the playoffs, and I just felt like it was. With Cam being hurt right now, it's going to be a sloppy shit game. And it's working okay. out well with Rams D in the bonus spot. Just yeah. keep us posted, I guess, because that's, uh, that's pretty incredible. <clears throat> yeah, yeah my keep... lead's slipping. I went from a half point to uh, I'm three quarters of a point off. So okay. I'm, I'm going to start crying. No, I'm good. <laughs> Three quarters of a point. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that um, as we uh, progress through the show, but uh, we'll get right into it. The big one. MLS Cup 2020 this weekend. Columbus Crew SC versus Seattle Sounders FC. Right? I'm putting a mortgage payment on it immediately. Yeah, I like it. It's uh, – and the reason why I, th- I thought of it, uh, McNabb, was because you were coming on the show, and it, it it's at Mafre, which is where we went to Rock on the Range, and it's going to be probably the last big event there because they're mo- the soccer team's moving to a new stadium uh, downtown closer to uh, Nationwide Arena where the Blue Jackets play. That that huh. that place brings me beautiful memories. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I can't wait to make more because the second that 
that uh, that show's back up and running. I'm going back. I don't care. I'll leave my kids in the backyard chained up. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with you then. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't. Know, I didn't know this until they started talking about it. Um, Mafre Stadium was the first soccer-specific stadium built in the U.S. And it's really yeah. I was like, I did not know that. Um, so like when the the team almost got moved a few years ago because the owner uh, wanted to move them to Austin. Um, there was a whole debate because the the city was like, no, <laughs> um, we will build a new stadium. We'll figure this out. You know, we don't want the team to move. Um, and they, I guess, there's a law in Ohio now after the Browns moved to Baltimore that basically like wouldn't allow a franchise to move because of, you know, the, the owner just wants to get out of town or whatever. So really, yeah, that yeah, seems like, kind of, that seems kind of anti the way of America though. Doesn't it? That like, Oh if yeah, you want to move, much. if you want to move Toyota from Kentucky to Texas, because financially it makes your company better, you're going to fucking move. Or Tesla you know? from like California you, to Texas. Yeah. Are so, they going, uh, oh yeah. They're going to Texas too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Who is Texas he, also Elon said he moved there. But anyway. Yeah, because Texas doesn't have those extreme luxury taxes, kind of like Florida. And mm-hmm. the Texas governor is basically organizing any big company that's innovative that wants to come here. We got land and you can take it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so uh, there's some sort of legislation in place, but he ended up selling the team to... Um, the Haslam's who own the Browns and they brought in a new coach and they bought, they're building a new stadium, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, yeah, I know that's not what we really want to talk about, but, um, <laughs> no, let's take, good, let's, good, let's, great take, let's take that, that to midnight. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you don't put that on the description. So you just catch people off guard. Yeah. And next yeah, up, we're, we're going to make it. We're, we're gonna, yeah, we brought McNabb in to talk soccer. He hasn't seen yeah. one fucking game, but he's going to bring it all the way to midnight tonight. Yeah, we're gonna break. We're gonna break down Columbus Crew uh, fullbacks. I don't know. It was kind of a. It was a solid start. I mean, yeah, so- definitely not. What we we talked about it for what a good five minutes. I mean, I learned something. There's something. There's something there. So it's a uh, eight o'clock Saturday night. Eight o'clock on Fox is the is the championship game. Um, oh. soc- soccer is a growing sport. I, I mean, you know, we, I can we assure play. you, I won't be watching. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I can assure you the same. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, big, big show today. Lots to talk about. We're going to touch on some big 10 stuff. We're going to talk about, uh, Spartans. Um, but really the, the big news is, uh, we got what, we brought Scott in. We want to talk about the Lions and, and what the hell they're going to do moving forward, and then talk about fantasy football playoffs are here. So, um, before we get going, Andy has a little announcement he'd like to make. Get some get some engagement here, Andy. What do you got? Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we got a, a something new here. We put up a poll on our Twitter feed. Um, our handle is uh, at dads underscore gone underscore wild. Um, 
Who do you think the next head coach of the Detroit Lions will be? And there's a couple of uh, options there for you to choose from. But if your guy's not there, um, go ahead, put your uh, put your your pick in, in a uh, you know in a message as part of the thread, and uh, we'll take a look at him and we'll uh, we'll talk about it next week. Excellent. Who do you have up? This is poor form of me of not following you guys yet, but who do you have up there? So we have uh, Salah, uh, uh, Bemini, uh, Arthur Smith, and Lincoln Riley as options. All right. Not bad. I I didn't have Arthur on there, but I, I've seen him, so cool. Yeah, the yeah, other I mean, one, uh, there was a few <laughs> other ones we were thinking about, but, I mean, Urban Meyer, um, who's the... <laughs> I, I jokingly said Jim Caldwell. <laughs> the, who's I the, mean, uh, they liked him. They loved him. The players, at least. No, they, the no, players they, they loved, loved him. him. They loved him. I love Jim Caldwell. <laughs> it's just, I need a little, I need a, I need a little more passion. Yeah. Um... Another one, Urban Meyer. Another one. Another name I've heard kicked around is Joe Brady. Um, he's the OC oh. for the Panthers, and he was. I th- wasn't he at LSU. Was he Burroughs at LSU? I don't know, but I know that entire front office is huge on like the like the uh, stats and the metrics and all the the advanced uh, research. Yeah, well, so I re- I really dig that because that's a uh, Matt Rule's gig. Yeah. Um, so there's that him. Oh, another one is Matt Campbell, but I don't see him leaving, um, Iowa state, but yeah, so that was our list. Um, check it out and we will talk about it next, uh, next episode. Um, but yeah, before we, before we really start to dive into that, I think something that we wanted to talk about was MSU, Michigan state. Um, God, we got absolutely just blasted by OSU this past weekend, and it's just kind of one of those things where you look at, you know, that's kind of where that's where a lot of college football programs want to be. But I mean, that's kind of the bar as far as the you know winning the Big Ten and getting back to getting back to Indy, which is, you know, I think that's kind of where that's the standard now at MSU. You know, when we brought D'Antonio in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, it wasn't. Necessary, you know, we were kind of looking for, you know, a nine win, nine win seasons. And then all of a sudden, you know, four years in, we're competing for Big Ten championships. It kind of changed the, kind of changed the expectation. I think Tucker's carrying that through. Um, but I think last weekend was a, a small reality check of how far that gap is right now. And there's a lot of work to do. Well, I, I hope, I mean, I hope that, that that's now your expectation. Right. I mean, because, you know, why would you why would you voluntarily, you know, regress? Right. I mean, you guys you guys should have that expectation now. Yeah. The bar's been the bar's been raised. Right. Yeah. You can get there with this team. And the fact of the matter is the timing of the switch over sucked. But I love how he handled it, how Mel handled it. With going in your past signing day, past the portal, and he doesn't do a knee-jerk reaction just the win now. He sees what he has, respects yeah. who's there, and then 
we've already heard it from him. He's like, guys aren't playing for, you know, minutes. They're playing for their scholarship and their ability to remain on this football team. So he's going to gut this damn roster, and you're going to see the transfer portal just slammed. And there's so many bad teams in the Big Ten. I think there's like, what, three teams in the Big Ten with winning records right now or four, something like that. It's something dirty. Ohio State, and Indiana, Northwestern, and probably Iowa. I think, it, yeah, maybe it's just those four. But, I mean, it's so dirty, but you have to think from a player, yeah, Michigan State's not seen as year-in, year-out championship or turning pro talent, which we do get some. I mean, you're on the big stage. You get big games, so why wouldn't you want to come here? And you can play freshman year. So yeah. if you go to those big schools, you're not guaranteed to ever see the field. They're bringing in five stars on your ass every year. And now you can come to Michigan State, you can play Ohio State NFL talent, and you can get on ABC and ESPN primetime once or twice a year. Why not? Get two more years under your belt and get closer to the NFL. Yeah, agreed. And the profile at MSU has been raised in recent years. And, you know, the fact that they're able to knock off teams like like an like an Oregon, like a Stanford, um, you know, some of those Georgia, those non-conference games, and then also, you know, go down, to, go to Columbus and win, beat beat Ohio State in a Big Ten championship. You know, beating Urban Meyer, I mean, that's like nobody does that, and you know, we were able to do it twice. I'll tell you yeah. what, it's not Harbaugh. <laughs> It's definitely not Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about that, right? Just because we talked about it last week. Oh, this yeah. Game's, uh, game's canceled due to COVID. Wouldn't that be hilarious if uh, Ward Manuel came, Ward Manuel came out? Uh, yeah. Ward Manuel came out. Oh, you know, we play for the safety of the players. Yeah. Well, you know, what yeah. a joke. He got all, he got all pissed off because of uh, Herb Street. Calling him out. Yeah, well, the fact of the matter is the numbers that have been leaked, they're about two-thirds of what Ohio State just played Michigan State with. So, I mean, someone's uh, someone's running scared. They're afraid of that preseason after Harbaugh tried snitching on people in the Big Ten meetings. Oh, pick, uh, Big Ten meetings. Uh, yeah. And they, they said – yeah, at, well, after Harbaugh snitched on them for having, like, coaches on the field, like, just watching. Yeah. And they claimed they were assisting because a guy picked the blocking dummy up and then suddenly fields and everyone's like, all right, now we have the motivation. Like, we're not only going to go in there and beat you. We're going to try and lay 100 on your ass and set records. Like, they were motivated to pummel Harbaugh just for being a whiny little bitch in the offseason. Yeah, they were – it was going to be bad. I mean, look what they did to us. Yeah, they, I mean, we got were, worked. We got worked, and they, you know, they had some, they they had some, done more. Yeah, for sure. They had some problems early on. I mean, there were some missed snaps. I mean, Justin Fields kept a minute, but, um, you know, they they didn't – there would be a different Ohio State team on the field against Michigan, um, especially with Ryan Day on the sideline too. And I don't even know how many of those guys that missed our game would actually be back. Because no center with a – you're an offense-driven team. Like, I was factoring in, A, we can cover the spread at 24 
Yeah. If they turn the ball over twice center to quarterback or center to kick, if they can just turn it over twice, we can cover the spread. We got one, but it was like in the last five minutes with a backup quarterback, but it was late. I mean, I mean, if he's not there, Michigan could cover the 31 point spread. I don't think anything more, but (laughs) this is what it is. Yeah. I was, I was, I was excited for that over my own game. Well, and now Harbaugh may not. He might not, he might not have to face day because a lot of a lot of reports are coming out that he's going to go to the NFL because his he hasn't there hasn't been an extension or anything signed right. Nope, no extension. Dead man walking. Recruiting day coming up on the 18th, I believe, or 17th, or signing day, not recruiting day. And as we know all too well, if you're you change coaches after you're screwed. Yeah. Or if you have a coach that's been coasting on recruiting for three years, you're also screwed, but we got both. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's yeah. We got definitely. He got, he got us a, he got us a Rose bowl. So I'll take that. No, I'm at a playoff berth. I'm not, (laughs) I have zero, zero issues with, uh, with, uh, D'Antonio. You give me a playoff berth after a Rose Bowl win, I will go eight losses in a row to U of M. If you can guarantee me that every 10 years I get both those, that'd be oh. fine by me. That, that gives you a shot to do something special. And the love for Spartan football that came out after that Rose Bowl, I've never seen in my life. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It really kind of galvanize things for that program to not only get there, but to actually to win it, to win it the way they did. I mean, it meant enough. I had my first child and I was like, Hey, I, I know she's not a year yet, but I kind of want to. And it didn't happen for me, which it is what it is. But I mean, I know people that left that had a one-month child at home that went to the game. Wow, yeah, but I mean, it was that big. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's, it was a it was a, a long time coming. Um, back to 1988. Speaking of going back to 1988, um, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, MSU football busted out uh, some pics of the unis this weekend, and they're going to be rocking the gruff Sparty helmet, which looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I love oh, it's that. Be- beautiful. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, the uh, I don't know if you listened to uh, Vlenny at all today. I didn't hear the show. So apparently, Rico Beard is responsible for that logo getting on the helmet, and was going to be responsible for the script logo on the game that was canceled. Yeah, the Maryland, Maryland game. Oh. Apparently, Rico hangs out with uh, Beekman and a bunch of the. Uh, the uh, influential people at the university and it's just been feeding them gruff Sparty, gruff Sparty script, gruff Sparty script and actually got them to sign off on both. It's not exactly what he suggested. Yeah. But was just yeah. telling them, look, you want positive buzz around this program going in the next year, simple demands that zero work, just some money. And we, and I know people that will donate the second you do this. So it costs you nothing. Just do it. You bring the the fan base in, and I know 
money people that are alumni, the second you do this, they have told me they would donate buckets of cash. And what happened? Just they trusted him. Okay. Because the gruff Sparty has never been used, I guess, on the football helmet as the fit official, or it hasn't been used in a very long time. I believe it hasn't been used. It's been used on basketball shorts. Uh, it's been used as like a small logo on the jersey or yeah. the pants. Never on the official football helmet. Okay. And because they people just love that gruff Sparty, and okay. they've been just begging for it. And it finally hit hmm. and people are going nuts for it. They, they love it. Yeah. I don't know was, if I, I love gunmetal gunmetal gray for the pants. I might oh, have that, more green. Yeah. It's like that, a gunmetal gray. Oh, I thought they were white. I, I was so focused on the helmet. I didn't even look at. No, it, it almost looks black. And I guess Rico told him to do the matching Spartan green on the pants with the green gloves and the green uh, shoes. And they opted for the gunmetal. Not the worst. I don't hate it. Um, but wait, I mean, it, what's, shit. what's, what's gunmetal on here? It, the pants are gunmetal. Are you sure? I'm looking at a picture right now of his pants. They look green to me. It says green yeah, helmet. It's supposed green to be hel- green. And uh, they talked about it all day on the show today. They said the pants, like, are those black or charcoal or is it like a dark green? He goes, no, they're actually, they label it as gunmetal. So I think well, it's kind of like, I know we've done uh, basketball. I mean, it's a lot of those teams with the matte helmets that are gray or kind of gunmetal. So they were, MSU football replied, green helmet, white jersey, green green pants, black cleats. And that was at 1 o'clock. Mate. Maybe they changed it and it's just the camera and, uh, or maybe it was just in that photo shoot. Those were gunmetal. I know there was a couple of different ones. I, said, sent me you, the one. I just want to say, I just want to say, you've said, you've said gunmetal quite a few times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, that's the color. On, on the, on the color wheel, it is gunmetal. Why would the, well, why would the, but why would the university tweet something that's different? I don't get it. Whatever. Well, in that photo and on the radio today, they said it was, that's what the pants will be. Yeah. But if they decided to change it and said, well, that was just an option for this game. We're going green. Okay. Potential. So I didn't see that. I just went off of what they said on some of the uh, other tweets and the radio. Yeah. People, I mean, 97, one, even, even, even we've been talking about it in our, you know, our, our text thread or whatever, like, God, would this wouldn't this be dope if they put a Sparty, a gruff Sparty logo on the helmet? Yeah, oh yeah, I, I remember you guys. It's it's come up. I think it's come up a couple of times. Yeah, we've brought it up a few times. Um, now I think most of us wanted like the kind of the bigger logo covering more of the helmet on the side, but I'll take it. I'll take it. It looks like they're starting to go away from that thick, that thick. Uh, Straight down the middle of the helmet now, and it's just that, like that's kind of a more standard, just like skinny, skinny stripe. I don't know if you've noticed that. Yeah, I like it. The thick yeah. stripe. It's not. It's not as uh, sleek looking. Yeah. Did you like the green face masks last week, or do you like it with the white face mask? 
the helmets. The face mask doesn't really bug me too much. Yeah, they they have way too many other areas I would nitpick before I went to that face mask. Yeah, I honestly i <clears throat> I thought that I think they both look good. I could do the green or the the white ma- face mask, but um, yeah, I uh, I dig it. I can't wait to see what it looks like on the field. Um, unfortunately, MSU basketball got their game canceled against Virginia this week. That would have been a nice a nice one to watch the other night. Oh yeah, I was looking for actually really looking forward to that. Yeah, but uh, a good game. Well, to watch the uh, Hauser well, brothers go head to head. You get both yeah. the transfers from Marquette, and he gets to play against his older brother. Show yeah. him up. Show him where the real team was. He should have followed them there. But I get it. You got to split up, and make your own name. But, yeah. I mean, this state team is beautiful. Yeah, I mean they've been. Uh... They've been fun to watch. I mean, they had a couple, couple close ones against Western and Detroit, but uh, that's right. You know, that's right. Western never, never rule us out. Yeah, how did the game Saturday go? <laughs> Football. What game? Uh, I didn't even watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> never rule us out, or or just I won't even won't even yeah. watch. <laughs> or won't even watch. No, I know they lost. Yeah, no, they, exactly. it didn't. It didn't work out the way they they wanted it to, unfortunately. But uh, I was no, honestly, I, I, you know what? I take that back because I think it was on ESPN Plus. Yeah, if I, and I don't, and I because I I was like, man, I hope I have that, and I I, I don't, so I wasn't able to watch. Um, and I I started to look into a way to maybe listen to the game, and then that like that went nowhere. I'm like, all right. Whatever, I'll, you, I'll have to follow. You'll have to go right back and watch uh, more uh, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, right. Yeah, or uh, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek, the Crick, as I like to call it. It's on. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. <laughs> Rachel, oh, hey, just it. I'm like just, uh, just speaking of that. Just speaking of that, like not not uh, not Dawson's Creek because I don't give a shit about that show. But so like. The Office is going off of Netflix at the end of the month, right? It's kind of like yeah. everybody likes, like, I and and I've I started to watch watch over again. How much is that going to suck that you're not going to be able to watch watch that anymore on Netflix? I mean, like, it's kind of a go to if the if I don't have anything else, I can't really decide or whatever. And I'm like, ah, eh, I'm not going to be up for that long. I'll just flip flip this on and watch an episode. It's just, I don't know. For me, it's kind of like. It's uh, disappointing. Yeah, that's yeah. Believe believe it or not, I actually hated The Office when it first came out, and didn't <laughs> and and I didn't respect. It. I couldn't get over the you know the the close ups and the camera angles. They pissed me off. But once I was in the and I actually didn't sit down and watch it front to back until I don't know, four years ago or three years ago when it came on Netflix, yeah. and being in sales. And dealing with marketing and shit like that every day, oh, yeah. I respected the hell out of it because I'm like, and every person they went to, I go, "That's fucking John right there. That piece of yeah. shit. That is him. That guy <laughs> right there is this guy in my real life." And I relate, and I'm like, "Oh, well, this is why people like it." 
And I'm like, yeah. I totally got it. But it was, you know, you got such advanced advancements in cameras and everything. And then yes. you had this shaky close up shit. And I, I don't know. I hadn't really had a real job outside of half ass checking IDs at Michigan State. So once I got into the world of, you know, actually real life, I'm like, ah, I get it. Perfect. Yeah. And the show's beautiful. And then I went right into Parks and Rec, and I'm like, yep, love it. Like, I'm totally down with this. But, yeah, I, I, have I did not, hate it. I, I have not it. watched Parks and Rec. I, 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 I've, I've, if I've watched it, I've watched an episode or two. And I, it was You'll just – Dude, Chris Pratt. Just, chance. Just, Chris Pratt. Yeah, especially – yeah, having Star Lord in there. I mean, Chris Pratt is ridiculous in that show. <laughs> oh, he's hilarious! And I mean, just by watching him in the in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy makes in Jurassic Park makes me like him that much more. Yeah. So when I'm watching that show, which was after some of that already came out, I'm like, here we go. This is hilarious. I instantly liked all the characters, and it's funny because some of those characters are actors in the show. Or actress, they weren't they weren't a thing really before that show. Some of them are made, and you kind of blown away how many how much talent was in that show. Oh, but yeah, they were made from it. Some of them were. Yeah, I mean, not even not even like oh, forget yeah, for sure. Amy for, forget Amy Poehler, but like yeah, Chris Pratt, uh, Nick Offerman, Aziz Ansari, uh, Rashida Jones was on it. I mean, it's just. Yep. is a fantastic show and then eventually rob lowe's on it he was um, great on that show yeah I, I heard he was excellent i haven't seen it all the way through um i've i've seen quite a few episodes um it's but probably yeah, coming it, off at the, it's probably coming off netflix at the end of the month if it's not right. off already because they're all going yeah, to move over to nbc there's too much streaming, right yeah so there's it, too much money and it's definitely going to be available somewhere yeah, isn't it called? Is it? It's going to be an NBC streaming thing called Peacock. I'm pretty sure that's 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 what it's called. That's true. It, like it's, is it? Because it, it's. It, it, but when does it launch? I, I'm not. I'm, I guess I need to to look into that. I don't. I don't know if it's first of the year or if there's going to no, be. No, it's like, up. Uh, Peacock's good. It was. Uh, oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, it's been going most of the year uh, since I'm a junkie oh. in fantasy and I do fantasy golf. Uh, some of the stuff was the early rounds where they don't show it to like three and it's terrible coverage. Peacock had it up all day. I see. <laughs> yep. Or you can be a junkie like me and have the NBC gold app. So I have every tournament, but it is what it is. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to, the soup du jour, <laughs> the Leos, <laughs> the Detroit Lions. Um, there was news. Just, just slight, slight, uh, a slight, you know, small little press conference at uh, Allen Park a few few weeks ago. Oh, was I wrong that uh, Matt Patricia sucked and they needed to fire the whole front staff and he just got awful? Did he turn it around and got an extension? <laughs> Thank God, no. Um, All right, good. So we, we, we talked about it last week a little bit. We touched on it. Um, just, God, it's so good to have him and Bob Quinn gone. Um, yeah. I mean, and we talked about it. 
last week and it's been talked about a ton on the radio at um, in Detroit, but the number, the amount of players that have come out dancing on Patricia's grave, you just, you see it happen sometimes and you see maybe a couple guys do it when a guy gets fired, but never this many, right? No, never. I mean, it's over the top and it's, not even like guys attacking hard. It's almost like, yeah, sky's blue, dude. He's terrible. Like they yeah. should have been fired. Like everyone, they're not even trying to prove their case. They're just like one emoji says a million words and it all came out at once. And the fact that happened and then the bevel that's in there now that's taking over as the coach and all the players like, it's like we have new air in the room and we have a new, uh, you know, a second life. The fact they said that like hours from it happening says a lot. And it came from everyone. Like people just yeah. burned him. Even Bevel, who Bevel was picked, you know, by the yeah. coach to be there. Like he was given a job just a couple of years ago. The guy all but said was, yeah, everyone hated him. We needed a new look. Thanks, Matt. But uh, we're going to do things right here. Use yeah, some I mean, logic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were even talking about like you could see Stafford coming out of the locker room, like he like had a, he was a smiling, sm- he had a smile on his face, like, and, and you know he would never come out. He's not the kind of player that's going to come out and say anything. But a lot of people have said that, you know, they just kind of they basically tried to keep him in check, and they didn't let him kind of be the player he is, which is kind of a bit of a gunslinger, right? And just kind of, well, you, you know, you do what you do. Well, what, where your areas of strength is you're in football and basically anything in life, you should hammer the areas you excel in. And we excelled in launching the fucking ball down the field. And when we did well last year with Stafford, they have a air yard stat, which is the, you know, the distance, the ball's traveling in the air from the quarterback. Uh, not the run after the catch, but the air yards. Yeah. Last year, Stafford was, I think it was either first or second in air yards, close to like 500 or more a game. He was like 300-something the whole start of the year with Patricia, which was bottom third. The first game with Bevel, he went straight up to like 590 and was the highest air yard game in like the last year. Wow. Like So Bevel's like, yeah, we're just gonna unleash yeah. the dragon and just let him feed and just let chuck it. Like if you have yep. if you have Marvin Jones on your fantasy team right now, you're loving it because he's about to get 200 air yards worth of throws at him this week against Green Bay to play catch up. Like they're just gonna be chucking. If yeah. Kenny comes back, Sounds I can't imagine they don't take four 50 yard shots at him. I mean it's. They're just launching. Our running games always sucked. So just just chuck the ball. Does, You're not going to – just stop running on second and one. Launch that shit to the end zone. Have some fun. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Someone, Galladay, get paid, someone, someone, earn, a, someone earn a longer contract next year. Let's just Gall- chuck. Galladay's still out, and it sounds like Swift's going to be out too. I mean, those guys, man, with those two guys in the lineup – that offense can be dangerous. I mean, I'm not saying that the Lions are a good team because of that, because their defense isn't very good, but... This is how our conversations have changed. 
<laughs> we went from like, oh, they just need to tank. We need to get out of this. Get back, get rid of Patricia. Now you're like, you know, if we had Galladay and Swift, like this offense looks pretty good. No, I'm I'm not going to yeah. lie. I think that this I'm roster, just, I'm just saying, with this roster with competent coaching at the start of the year could have been a nine and seven team. Like I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm saying the mindset of the coach driving the bus and the way they're calling plays was moronic. It was, I mean, and the way the GM's adding and dropping players and the moves he's making and what yeah. they're doing is borderline criminal. So with the right leadership and coaches, for sure, I think you could add four to five wins onto a season with these guys. I mean, no, there's some trash, Scott, trash teams. Scott, you said I think last time you were on, you said the you said the same thing. That yeah, like I'm sticking with team, it. The team has there's talent. It's just the 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 leadership from the coaching standpoint is just you know it's off the reservation. Yeah. There's some. And there's by some, no means. There's, let's not get carried away. There's some talent. There's there is some defensive. Talent. Defensively, it's a it, it's an you, abyss. It's an to abyss. To be honest, like if all the if you could be our GM and you could wear and you could be like Thanos and snap your finger and just eliminate every defensive player in our team from the planet and free up that cap, I think we'd be better. But offensively, you couldn't do that. Defensively, you could. We have a top. I think it's a top seven offensive line this year. Yes. We have weapons at the running back. All you need to win a Super Bowl. Like, we don't need more. You have wide receivers. You have a top five tight end. And your quarterback can throw the ball. It's the play calling. There was no creativity. It was just so predictable. And, I mean... And that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of been the bag on De- Bevel though too is like his first fifteen the first fifteen scripted plays are always fantastic and then once it gets down to okay now I need to dictate now I need to kind of like call it as the game progresses he's struggled in that area is that kind of what you've I, seen? Well, yeah. Well, when we come out of halftime, it seems like every team looks at what's happened. And they're able to take their current game plan and rip seventy yeah. percent of it out and make a tweak on the on the fly. It's almost like Patricia and his staff was trying to prove to the world they can run the ball in Detroit because no one's been able to do it since Barry. It's almost like we're going to be hard nosed and do it. Well, you guys suck at that. No, we don't. Yes, you do. Every stat in the world says you suck at it and you shouldn't do it. Uh huh. And it's almost like they were having like a tantrum. And like they, they had a chip on their move. shoulder, like I'll just show you yeah. type of thing. Yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. You tell yeah, you tell me I can't win a game with ten guys on the field, I'll prove you wrong many square. times. <laughs> yeah, square yeah. Like square it's, square peg through a round hole type deal. Like, yeah. yeah. And then on top of that, they have a guy that's yelling at people for not working hard when he's way out of shape and he's not that <laughs> old. <laughs> and he's claiming to be the smartest guy in the room and doing the stupidest shit things as yeah. his backbone for offense and defense. Like, I mean, you're not going to earn respect from these guys. How, how, like, honestly though, like, how, how, like, and we've, t- I think we've talked about this before, but like, how, how did we get into a situation where that, like, we we have a defensive guru that says we should be pass rushing? How does that happen? I, I think he's like the he, biggest red flag. Like, this guy doesn't know what he's, he's doing. 
he's going into it trying to take the smartest guy in the room approach. Everyone else is investing, you know, the Lions failed on getting Donald. They failed on this guy, failed on that guy. He's saying that, you know, you pay these guys up front way more than you pay the cornerbacks. If we lock down, if there's no one to throw to, we can get to the quarterback. Well, it's a passing league, and they throw a flag every six seconds. If you give a quarterback five seconds or ten like in that uh, Dak Prescott game, <laughs> they go through their progressions three times, and if you you can't predict where they're going. These guys run four fours. There's no stopping that. You have to get to a quarterback in his face in under three and a half seconds or you're going to lose a game. And you have to be creative and blitz and do wild stuff to get in their head. Which it's obvious that Patricia did none of that in New England and it was all Belichick after Belichick just destroyed a rookie and won 45 nothing this last week. And a rookie that was like a top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah, a, a really good, a really good player, um, with with weapons. Yeah, I mean, do you think that, like nothing. just Scott, just Scott, to go back to that real quick. So you think that like Patricia, that Belichick was basically telling Patricia what to do? Is I think it was a trying to say. I think it was he analyzes stuff, but the main uh, focus of how we're approaching this game was designed by Belichick. I think Patricia played off of like. It's like you doing 90% of my homework and me just kind of filling in a couple gaps. It's okay, like what right. he was doing. And okay. I think when a game gets difficult, Bilicek would just walk in there and had the ability to change like teams do on us and would flip mm-hmm. it. And then Patricia would take it and implement it. But the mindset of the switch directions or be stubborn and stay to it, that was all Bilicek. And when one guy would go out of the box and get crazy and change the way they play, Belichick in an instance could see exactly where he's, he's going and how they're going to change. And he yeah. would just give that direction to Patricia and he would facilitate it. It wasn't so, Patricia's so again, it's, it's, doing all that. Yeah. It wasn't Patricia's like his doing or his, his strategy. He was just, like you said, Belichick was like doing 90% of his homework. He's just like, okay, I'll just, write my name at the top and make sure I just hand it in. Yeah, sign, I think it's that. Sign actually date. sign a date and put your classroom number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking, fucking idiot. Yeah, and and just turn it in, turn it in for the love of God by ten o'clock on Tuesday. That's yeah. all I ask. Just yeah, you know, put clothes on, turn it in by ten, and bring your student ID. If you right. do that, you got it. So you know what. I was going to say real quick to build off that. Now that you say that, it is very possible that Bob Quinn is the same thing as Patricia, where Bilicek has more say as a coach than everyone else, that he would walk into a room and just, you know, daddy Quinn and be like, hey, I know you got this guy on your board. We're taking this guy. And Quinn would be like, I'm sorry, sir. And then just hand it right over. Like, it's possible the big moves that got Quinn this gig. We're actually Bilicek making those picks, just like yeah. Bilicek yeah. directing the defense. Very possible that you have a GM in New England, but they have no ability to do what Quinn did here when he's like, nope, I know every piece of math, every person we pay says Tua, except for the you know out-of-shape guy over here that cheats on his homework, says Derek Brown. 
yeah, you guys are all wrong. We're going to go Okuda. And they're like, yeah. excuse me? He's like, I'm the GM. It's my job. I'm done. I call yeah. Shaddy. Like, like no team, I guarantee you, there's no way he could have done anything like that with the GM turn. in New England. No way. No. Bill Chick would be like, huh, I'm going to get Kraft on the phone. Have you fired by Don? Yeah. Like, it's... There's no way you could jump over Bilicic. Be like, no, we're not taking the offensive lineman. We're not trading this pick. I guarantee you they have to go by Bilicic and everything. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's he's the coach and the GM. I mean, he's in charge of all those personnel decisions. There's no fucking way Bob Quinn is, you know, trumping him on any of, this, any of those decisions. There's no way. Bill, I know you want the tight end, and you already have one, but I can't do it. Are you sure? Should I call Bob Kraft? Yeah. Do I have to tell Daddy? I'll get I'll get him out of that I'll get him out of that uh, that tie joint. If I do that, he's gonna get real mad. <laughs> oh my god! The uh, yeah, the uh, the massage parlor. Um. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, that, that's that's actually that, the whole that whole. That whole piece you guys just went through, that, that that's very interesting. So, so. if you look at um, – all right, I, and I want to touch on this because, like, God, there's there's like – I don't know if you guys heard – listen to the radio and uh, Valenny. I mean, they were they were just – they were just hammering people who were happy about the Lions winning on Sunday. And there's definitely, like, two camps where there's, like – People are just happy they won because it was the Bears, right? And there are other people who are, like, pissed because they're like, this is stupid. Like, we just won a game that – I mean, we just lost a game. Or, you know, we won a game that we should have lost, and now, you know, we're, we're in rebuild mode, and we're hurting ourselves draft picks-wise, draft pick-wise. Um, but <laughs> – and then I don't know who mentioned it. I think it was Matt Derry tweeted out the other day. He's like, well, Lions are only a game out of the playoffs. <laughs> I'm just like, where, where, like, where's, where, where's everybody's head at? Like, I'm, you know, I, I even if they get in, it's just like, they're going to get killed. Um, and the, probably the well, next you, few. I love Derry, but honestly, I think it should be like national law or at least Michigan. If you say something like that, it should be purge style where you can take them out with no penalty until the end of the day. Like that's an <laughs> unacceptable statement, especially to be in sports radio and poached by another market to come back and say something like that. Yeah, because isn't he in Cleveland now or something? Yeah, he grew up there, though. He was always a Cleveland fan. Yeah. So he, I think he, he started there like in high school or something on radio. Okay. Then got his he degree. Had, he had here, and they, yeah, and got. He, he had Valeni on. He had Valeni on a couple weeks ago. On his, oh, did he? His, in station, his station in Cleveland. He had Valeni on to talk about Harbaugh because he was like, people in Ohio have no idea like what's going on up there, and like, you know, this is like their big Dude, rival, but like, you know, Harbaugh could be out. <laughs> Do you believe so, it or not? nationally and i and i won't get into the whole uh, disney trip but one of my favorite things of the trip is leaving the family in the room late night 
and just going on missions. And I spent a lot of nights watching football because it was on like every night because of COVID, yeah. which was beautiful. Uh, talking with randoms from other cities about football and their view on things in Michigan, they are so not in line with our mindset here Yeah, that they think they were confused that the Lions fired people. They're like, isn't Stafford a top three QB? And isn't, <laughs> isn't that a... Isn't that a New England guy? And aren't you guys just, you know, injuries are your problem? And it's like, excuse me, like, well, <laughs> did you like Michigan football growing up? No, my dad went to Michigan State and I was trained from birth to hate blue and gold. And my kids still to this day, when they see blue and yellow in anything in life, TV, anything, my four-year-old like, daddy, that's gross. Or she's five now. I go, why? <laughs> why, is that, why is that cartoon gross? Because that guy's wearing blue pants and a yellow shirt. I go, fuck yeah, that's disgusting. Like, <laughs> like I just, but it's, it's the people think that everyone loves Harbaugh. There's nothing wrong with Michigan. There's just, it's just the national media, how they report it is so ridiculous. They don't understand anything. No. They thought that, you know, during the whole uh, past stuff with ESPN that they're reporting and all the bad shit that happened at Michigan state. Everyone thought that it was like open game with basketball and football and that the coaches like were okay yeah. with guys running naked down the street and harassing people. It's like, no, like, yeah, if you watch ESPN and that horse shit reporting that like that just absolute bullshit that they reported. It was a smear. It was a yeah. Smear you would job. think that it was a smear job. They wanted to find someone to just beat into the ground. And we were that guy. And because we refused to comply with them and talk to their network, they just kept doing it. Yeah. And it was getting clicks. I mean, it was, it was garbage and they just move on to the next guy and the next guy and the next guy. And that's what people see nationally. Like, well, like I, I have you family you members in Georgia and they know nothing about this Harbaugh stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, like with the line going back to the Lions, I mean, it's like you tell people like the Lions have one playoff win in sixty years. They don't believe it. It's like, like I, 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 I brought that stat. That was the most frequent stat I brought up. Why it's the I said we suck. It's and the only stat that people, matters. It's the only stat that matters. I, absolutely. I think it was. I brought that stat up. The four different fan bases. There was a Pittsburgh, a Seattle, a Baltimore. I mean. I think three of the four times I left the room to go to the bathroom and came back, they started laughing like, I thought you were just full of shit. I actually fact-checked you. Like, yeah. they were so blown away that even, like, Jacksonville has, I think, three or four more wins than us. And they didn't exist till the 90s. 95 or 6 yeah. was their first season. They went Carolina and Carolina and uh, Jacksonville played in the AFC and NFC championship games, their inaugural season. Hey, it happens in hockey too, right? Vegas. Vegas, yeah. I mean, but that's, yeah, but that, when that's, you can, that's incredible. But I honestly think if you move the Lions out of Detroit and you just gave us the first overall pick this year and an open salary cap, with the amount of running backs and wide receivers and people on the market and bad salary cap decisions, I think there would be a better chance an expansion team announced today in allowing the three of us to pick the coach and GM 
we yeah. have a better record than the Lions next year with their current roster. If you like threw them to, I don't know, you threw them to Canada to get you know more viewership ship up there. You could throw them to Toronto. I don't give a shit. Like, sure, whatever it may be. I honestly think the team that's an expansion, as long as it's not the Fords, and the Fords had to move out of the state of Michigan. You give it to <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Yeah, you give it to Jeff Bezos, right? Yeah, I know he he's been trying to get sports teams and things in Detroit. Give it to Bezos. Give it to uh, Ishbia, which he actually can afford the team now, which is fun. Yeah, uh, or give it to Gilbert. You know, Gilbert's dream growing up, he said, was owning the Lions. Oh, like that's his single team he would want to own in any sport is the Detroit Lions. It'd be awesome, but that'll never happen. Oh, it's never going to happen. It'll, it'll it, never happen. I just yeah, well, if, the, the Fords will never I, throw in the towel with that. No. Yeah, but not. they've been, I think, one of, I think it's like one of nine seasons in the last 10 years. Of every team in nine seasons, I think it's like only nine have ever lost money overall in the season, and the Lions have been—they've done it twice. They've lost like, money. Print, they lost money overall in the year. It's like happened nine times. Yeah, you print right. money owning a team. You print money, like when you take yeah. their salary and everything they had to pay, and the amount of merchandise, all the other stuff, they didn't make it. So, yeah. So here we go back to. How this team is is man is managed, um, and the fact that I mean Rod Wood, who I mean Valenis said it on this show multiple times the last couple of weeks. I'm I Rod, I'm not a football guy. Wood, he literally said that is now like calling the shots when it comes to football decisions, and the, and the reason why Sheila didn't can Quinn and Patricia earlier was probably because Rod Wood was like, well, technically, we still have a shot at the playoffs. And that's well, what and, she said. And he's, it's he's what a, she said he's a money guy, too, and they'd have to pay him money. He's their – who, Rod Wood? He used to be, Rod Wood used to be a financial guy for him. He was in yeah, he was the, he's the family bean counter, right? Yeah, like the trust manager, president, or whatever the hell it is. Yep. Like, he's – so it's like, well, we got to pay him anyway, and we suck. We might as well, you know, well, if we buy him out, it's this. It's like, yeah, but you got a limited window with Stafford, and you have a high pick. Do you understand what you can do to a franchise? They set us back three years by not hiring competent people in that draft. Because I, I firmly believe Okuda, we don't pick up his fifth-year option. I can say that after now. He's yeah. rated dead last in the NFL in starting cornerbacks from every team. It's like 180th out of 180. Oh, it's a, that, that picks a disaster. It's an absolute, <laughs> utter, unmitigated oh disaster. God. He's so, averaging, letting up like 85 yards in the touchdown per game to his receivers, and he's only on the field 50%. Like, that is yeah. gross. He's wow. awful. He's been terrible. He had, so Yeah, and then he gets on social media and starts bragging when he got to pick that one game. He tripped oh. over his own feet and was 15 yards behind his receiver, and his quarterback threw the ball because he was pressured to the wrong spot. That's the only reason why I got the pick. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, 
I mean, it's any not, one of you, if you closed your eyes and ran backwards and rolled over and jumped up and opened them, you might have accidentally been in the same spot. And you could have gotten that pick and done just as much as him. He was there by accident. Yeah, it's yeah, we've been over. I mean, we, yeah, we've been over that, how just awful pick that was. But I think, you know, my, my problem with all of this is that, yes, we get to restart. We get to bring in new, new, uh, new people to, you know, run the team, new coaches, new GM. But it all starts at the top. That hasn't changed. Sheila is still calling the shots. Rod Wood still has a lot of input when it comes to the football operations, which is scary. But you know, the hopefully, you know, like what is like what is the selling point for this job? Well, you know, you got a couple, you got a couple of main jobs out there, and you have Denver, which I think will open up across the board, and well, maybe not GM, but that job will open up. Always no, El- too much Elway's in the kitchen, the and it's garbage. Yeah. You have Houston, that's tr- that O'Brien, that complete clown, just traded away their future. So you don't have first. I think it's like first and second round picks are gone the next couple of years. But like, you still, but you, away. but you have you Deshaun have Watson. Watson. You have Watson though, but you also have no picks, and you have no cap. Like they're they just resigned Watson. They lose Will Fuller. They could if the if they re-sign him or another receiver that level, they have no money. So they have to if someone gets that job, instantly you have to do a ton of math work as a GM to figure out how to make you competitive. Your defense was poor. JJ Watts already said he's leaving Houston when his contract's up. And I mean, if you keep it like that. There's nothing you can do. You can't move pieces. I'd rather go to Atlanta where you have Ridley and Julio and you have Gurley off the books and a high draft pick. I'd rather go there than Houston. And in Detroit, you have a quarterback you can trade if you're confident in your trading ability. You have zero wide receivers under contract next year. There's so much money. You have money to play with in Detroit and you have weapons in Atlanta. Okay. Houston, you have no picks. You Jets. have a quarterback. Jets still yeah. can draft uh, Trevor Lawrence. It could, but they, I mean, you're still the Jets. I mean. Fair, fair, but I mean. They don't have a lot. I mean, you have no running back. You have one of the worst offensive lines in the game. And you see with Joe Burrow this year, when you put the worst offensive line in front yeah. of a dynamite weapon. Your quarterback dies. You're you're putting your future at risk. Anytime yeah. you put a ton of money out there and you have a garbage quarterback, or you have a great quarterback and a garbage line, you're putting your single most valuable asset at risk. And if you take the Jets' job, you can't turn that offensive line around by next year. You just can't do it. So, and then the other thing is Jacksonville. So they're probably picking two. They can get Fields. And from what I understand, they have a ton of draft capital because they traded away a bunch of guys. They did. They just kept going. Agakwe to Minnesota. I mean, they have multiple seconds, multiple firsts, multiple thirds, multiple. I mean, they have a ton. And and they, uh, and uh, I mean, they owner, openly yeah. were tanking this year. Yeah. Like every if you took their top ten guys, 
they they just launched them straight into the sea, probably eight of the ten. Yeah. Instantly this year. It's like it, it was no shame Philadelphia 76ers tanking for picks. Like it was I mean, they're going for that. They want, I mean, hey, may, Jets are looking a little better. Maybe they go for Trevor. Who knows? So, yeah, I, I just look at the Lions and I'm like, all right, they're going to be picking, you know, probably outside of the top 10. And yeah, 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. You know, realistically, you know, who, like, the one, so the one thing that I think the, the Lions do have going for them is that they're they have an ownership group and a management group that doesn't meddle and they stay out of your business and they're you're gonna have you're going to get time, right? Um, you don't have to worry about the okay, what's Lions? that? Yeah. Well, I they don't fire you, so it's job security. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's there's a long history of them meddling in your ability to pay people. Matt Millen took that on. His very first draft was completely flipped over by the Fords. Matt Millen wanted a defensive guy. Oh, didn't he want to take that linebacker? He want, there was a linebacker, but there was a defensive tackle that I think was like six or seven-time pro bowler he wanted. Fuck. And four juniors, like, nope, you're taking Mike you're taking Williams. Chuck. You're taking Chuck oh, Rogers. Charles Rogers. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, off the field issues and okay. risk. And, but, I mean, and that's – like, that's hired yeah, me. That's junior. Because he's, I was a, he's gone. But he's, right. he's gone. But I'm saying, I mean, I, if one of them feels comfortable doing it, try, I mean – someone's going to be able to put a little pressure on it. There's no way the, those people, they have their nose and everything. And that's why they've won one playoff game since the Super Bowl era. And the Fords have done nothing except for celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Fords buying the team by getting shut out by Carolina. Jesus. How so, beautiful is that? No one gets shut out and on the anniversary. So oh. there, um, there were re- reports already coming out this week that you know that they're going to be looking for a retread at GM. They're not going to take somebody who hasn't been a GM before, which scares the shit out of me because one of one of the names that came up and Valeni went into this ad nauseum because he was with the Giants was Jerry so Reese, gross. and like. They're they're back in this. So what's the guy's name? Ed Acorsi. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like their advisor, and he's the one who like was he's the one that told them to hire Bob Quinn. And now they're list they're listening to this fucking guy again, and he's to, he's pointing him to Jerry Reese. And like Valeni said, forget for, forget all the all the draft picks I just named and all this shit that he. Uh, all these shit players he drafted after they won the Super Bowls. If he was so good, how come he doesn't have a job right now? And he hasn't had a real job since what two thousand five? I think he said it was. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Of course he. He he got fired from the Giants in what two thousand seventeen, and I from what no, I heard, he hasn't like. Valeni said that he had, he had 
he was he was a he he contributed a lot to the 2011 team. Because I know he he mentioned that he inherited Eli. He had nothing to do with it. It was already there. Yes, he put some pieces in place, but outside of that happy accident, he was very much responsible for all the shit that came after. And he's jumped around and Reese the same thing. They've jumped around and just haven't done much. I mean, yeah. nothing that was that you can say this was him. Like you can say Bob Quinn said his single most amount of time he's ever spent on a recruit was what was that? Uh Titus Young? Wasn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. The single most amount of time he spent recruiting on this guy, it was him. And that's what you get. Like I I would be terrified to say that. Yeah. It was an awful second round pick. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's or no, no, that was sorry, correction. That was T's Tabor. T's Tabor. Thank you. Swing yep. and a miss on my part. Titus Young was saying Titus Young was a while ago. Uh, he was Mayhew. He was Mayhew. Um, either way, yeah, both, yeah, he was Mayhew. Both second round picks. Still a bad, still a bad pick. Either way, but yeah. yeah, I don't know why Titus Young in the mind today. That was like the third time it's come up, but so yeah, it's it, it's uh, when you're God. I mean, it's it's uh, it's always scary when you're talking about the Fords and what decisions they're going to make that are going to, you know, impact, have big impacts to the franchise long-term because right now we're looking at new GM, new coach. Now I saw TJ Lang tweeted out earlier today. He said, no inside info, just, just his thoughts or like his feeling was that head coach would be Robert Sala DC is going to be Dan Quinn, and then OC they'd keep Bevel. Could you see that happening? Absolutely. I mean, if you go out there and we're putting the offense up and we're interesting, there's and the and the players like Bevel after they turned on Caldwell when the players said they liked him, they're not going to make the same decision. They're too much of cowards to get creative and just jump out there and rip the whole staff down. I could totally see them working something out, giving Bevel a pay bump, and then also bringing Sal in. Keeping their O-line coach. Yeah, and then, you know, letting Sala bring some of the guys from San Fran with him. Yeah. Which, so who, that's a good tree over there. Yeah, but do you like that as an option? At keeping Bevel, I'd rather have a new mind in there. Because my mindset is that the Lions should be getting rid of Stafford. And so you shouldn't be. Yes. If you keep Stafford and you keep Bevel, whatever. As long as you're letting them chuck the ball like a top three air yards, cool. I'm good with that. But if you're going to, you know, if you're going to get rid of Bevel, you got to kind of get rid of Stafford. Maybe if not this year, next year. I want a whole new mindset because – Nothing about the Lions makes me really want to watch outside of gambling and fantasy. I mean, it's my team and I love football, but they suck. This is not much there. Yeah, Yeah. it's – I love defensive football. 
and I, I love blitzing. You try and destroy the other team's single most valuable piece. You take the queen out in the chessboard. You take the quarterback out. Yeah. I want a blitzing, nasty team. And I don't know if we've really had that outside of the one Sioux year. And then right. you got to go back to, like, Spielman on the team. Terrell Austin, right? Yeah, you have that team with Sue, and we, you know, got, I still think, robbed in the playoffs to Dallas. Oh, but, awfully. I mean, <laughs> awful. Outside, outside of that, though, our team sucked, and we didn't have a nasty defense that was known all the way back to, like, the 90s. Yeah, you're right. That's an excellent point. Um, do you think that if Salah comes to to Detroit, it's going to be a package deal with somebody from their front office? I think, yeah, Adam Peters would be the guy. He's a young, up-and-coming guy that's going to be getting a GM job. And he has been the talent advisor with them. And I love, I mean, San Francisco's draft was one of my favorites. They were, you know, trading guys left and right. They went out there and got nasty defensive guys. They got an offensive weapon that was, you know, seen as second round. They got him first round, and Ayuk's looked great. Yeah. I, I just like how they're put together. You know, Debo Samuel. I mean, they, yeah. they Kittle resources in destroying the other team's quarterback. Yes, they're hurt this year, but there's no Bosa. That's yeah, what, yeah. I mean, you're removing a, a, a top seven defensive pressure guy in the entire league it's gonna hurt and they lost to Forrest Buckner but they got some good rookies I mean I just like where they spend their resources and who the picks are and I don't trust the Lions making any pick for since I've been born yeah like it's terrible and I just like that feel and Salah's passion too he's emotional he gets into it and he, he looks like he could fit in with the guys and they would respect him, kind of like a you know Tomlin when he came in. He gives me that vibe. Yeah, I kind of, you know, I think he's kind of the uh, cliche pick right now. But honestly, he might be the only guy that would take the job <laughs> because uh, I, guys I, I mean, take it. There's money. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, what's uh, you know, who would who would be like. If if it wasn't Salah, who would you want? The enemy, um, Lincoln Riley. You know, should the the Lions be calling Urban Meyer? I, you know, stuff like that. I, just, I I want a guy that's you know either really savvy with the analytics and you know very creative, yet gets along with the players. You don't have to be the players' best friend. But I want, like, stats, analytics, and creative. And I kind of fear – I know the enemy's up there. I kind of fear that it could be, like, a Patricia Belichick thing where he's behind Andy Reid. How many times does Andy Reid tweak the way they work when the game's funky, you know? Yeah, it's not yeah. Like, how much does he need, you know, daddy to help him out a little bit? Uh yeah, I, I just don't know. I like Lincoln Riley's creativity. They got slammed the start this year, and they're coming back. That's cool. I mean, but I 
I just I fear for some of those other guys. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I at this point, like, I just I don't know enough about anything about these guys. You're just kind of trusting the process, but you know, I would be. I would be I would be happier if they went with an Adam Peters and uh, Robert Sala than if they went after some retread GM who's been out of the league for three or four years, you know. And like, you know, people have brought up, um, like Spielman, and I'm just you know I've seen that floated out there. I've seen Harbaugh floated out there. For coach, and I'm just like God. That just no. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna you know. throw it out there. I think Harbaugh is the head coach of the Chargers next year. Really, I can see it. Guess. I can see. I can see it for sure. It's you know a made team. I feel like Herbert is a, the kind of he's the kind of special guy that would just work well with Harbaugh and get along. I feel like they're two peas in the pod. Uh, you know, that semi-douchey dude. Uh, <laughs> they just work together, and I just feel like that works with the right coordinators around them. I don't yeah. want them here, but no. No. it's just – and, God, it would be double his pay, and he can just slide out of this situation – and his family and his wife that grew up in California, they can go back to Cali. It just seems a little too convenient. Too perfect, yeah. Yeah, that's true, I mean, man. I mean, San, or San, San Diego, L.A., I mean, that team is not far off. I feel like they're, with the weapons they have on offense. Um, Their defense is nasty. They're just all hurt. Like yeah. Some of their best players were hurt before this season. Yep. Just dropping like flies. So you get a good draft pick and all those guys back, they're nasty. Yeah. Wouldn't that, be, wouldn't that be like crazy though if like all of a sudden Harbaugh's gone from Michigan? Like just Maybe Yeah. Yeah. I hope they follow to the plan with that. They lose him. But because on the radio was that yesterday, they said they're not addressing his contract till after the season, which they said was the nineteenth, which is a day or two after signing day. So if you did that, you're essentially what? trending towards doing what Michigan State had with Antonio, right? Yep. You're already losing guys because he's done. He's a you know lame duck. So they've openly said they're like, we're engaging in lame duck activities or we're going to overpay him for doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't make sense at any level, but I love it personally. And I think they should do more of it. Yeah. Sign it. Give them 15 years guaranteed. I would love that. <laughs> Bring them back. 15 years? Bring them back. Lifetime sure, deal. Keep them. Lifetime yeah. deal. Um, yeah. So the Lions. We'll see what happens, but right now, you know, it sounds like it's it's complete 180 in the locker room. It sounds like the guys are having fun. Um, I mean, they didn't play well against Chicago, but they played they played well enough to not lose the game, I guess. 
I don't, I didn't see the game, so I don't, but I, from what I understand of how it ended, it was just an absolute, just like, just a just complete botch by Chicago. Oh, it's pretty bad. It was uh, Mitch, Mitch and his element dropping back. Poor play Ins- calling. Inside his own 10. Strip sack. Like, you can't call a play that's going to allow a guy that's so shaky you've already taken this job once and you overpaid the move up to get him so he's in the hot seat already and just on pins and needles and you're going to give him a play he needs four seconds back there, you're out of your mind. Like... And I know the Lions don't even blitz, which just shows how shitty your offensive line is that we actually got to your quarterback. That's the miracle right there. We rushed well, three people. I mean, the, situa- the situation is it's – I mean, how much time's left in the game? Like a minute and a half, right? Yeah, but usually the Lions go – they go prevent and just sit there back there like idiots and get picked apart and lose the game. The fact that Aquara is actually – Pretty solid player, and I hope his brother yeah. from Notre Dame is yeah, coming back and that injury is just as good. They're up, okay. It's been, Aquar's been getting to the quarterback, which blows my mind because we we're not creative. We don't blitz. So well, he, here's he the block this one guy. He must be amazing. Here, here's the situation. It's Chicago's up three with a minute 45 left in the game. It's third down and three. The Lions are out of timeouts. Just run the ball, right? Just you're not you're not just run it and punt it. You think the Lions have the worst run defense in the league, and it isn't even close. So when you have David, I I get it, their offensive line sucks, but the Lions are letting up like four and a half to five yards of carry to every human being that touches the ball. Like it's it's they let up the most fantasy points per game. The running backs. And it's not even close. And you just need three yards. And the worst thing that happens is you kill 45 more seconds and you punt. Yeah. Instead, instead you get strip sacked, you know, inside your own 10. The Lions punch it in and win or score. You know, now you're down and you're scrambling at the end of the game. You know, I think a lot of people in Chicago are happy because they they want Nagy gone and they want Pace gone. But those guys are oh, they those were, guys are like Quinn and Patricia. That's kind of a package deal. Yeah, they want the whole thing gutted, and yeah, and they're kind of in a similar spot. They have Allen Robinson. We have Kenny. Right, both can be free agents, but we can franchise. We can, yeah, actually, I, I think Tag they him. can't. Didn't they franchise tag this year? No, they, they can't. It and it's, it's yeah, extreme that's extreme money. There was a lot of talk about early on this year that Robinson was a little, a little, uh, what's the word? Um, disgruntled, disgruntled cause he didn't have his contract and he's, he's awesome, man. He's a talented, talented player. Yeah. And Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, and he's seen as like a top 12 fantasy wide receiver. And Mitch yeah. Trubisky, I mean, Mitch Trubisky I mean, and talk Nick, about Nick and Nick Foles have been his quarterbacks this year. Yeah, but his whole history has been hot garbage. He had Nick Foles before. 
I believe, and he just had a just dumpster fire. Uh, oh, yeah, because Allen Robinson was in Jacksonville. Yeah. Ah, that's right, right. so was Foles. Yeah, and he had Blake Bortles there. I mean, Bortles' combat is not getting it done on any level. No. And, I mean, dude can't even play for Denver. And he got signed up, and they got rid of his ass. And they they didn't even have a quarterback the other week. Bortles didn't hang around. I mean, wow. Drew Locke and that squad by him are garbage, and Bortles couldn't play. That was Allen Robinson's big quarterback besides Trubisky. Wow. Yeah, Allen, Ram, Allen Robinson is a very undervalued wide receiver in, in the NFL. That's for sure. He's a saint and a gentleman for not killing a human being for having those quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, my God. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's a good segue into uh, our fantasy football discussion. Unless you, Do you guys have any last thoughts on the Lions? Do you think uh, mm-hmm. any other – last-minute uh, additions before we head over to uh, fantasy football land? I think you. I think we pretty well covered the Lions. It's still the, yeah. the same thing that we pretty much kicked off this podcast with is, uh, you know, it's, it's just more of the same. Just, yeah, the only thing, I mean, if Gretchen Whitmer could use executive approval to say legally the Fords have to lose the team, that would be nice. I, I think it's uh, – <laughs> You know, I, I, you know, I'm not in for government for stepping in and everything in my life, but if they could just step in and call it a criminal act for what the Fords have done for 30 years, that would be, that would be peachy. I'd be good with that. 30 years? They've owned the team for 60 years, haven't they, or something like that? I think it was, what, it was 30 years ago he bought the team. The Carolina no. game was the 30th. No yeah. way, dude. No. He bought the, no, 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 they've owned, dude, they, they've owned the team longer than that. William Clay oh, wow. Ford bought the team in like 1965. Yeah, I'm keep going. Sure. I, I, I'm a little slow on my on my uh, googling here from the phone. He bought the team for like five million dollars. Yeah, yeah, it was 19, like something 1960, November twenty second, nineteen sixty three. What was the 30th anniversary? All right. Forget about me. Just Maybe keep it was going. The 30th anniversary of uh, drafting Barry Sanders. <laughs> I'm no. just going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, if there's. Actually, hey, I will take something and make it fact in my head. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, that's yeah, okay. hey, go ahead. The, 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 I, so uh, I, I talked to somebody this week uh, and that. Uh, did some work with Matt Millen when they were, when he came to Detroit and like uh, he had bought like a condo or something. And uh, this, this person had helped to move him into the condo was on like Michigan Avenue and they joked that he paid too much or whatever for the place. But he's like, he's like, I got this, this guy told me, he's like, I got to spend like an hour with Matt Millen, just he and I in his condo. Just bullshitting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, you know they do the siren on. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I love it when the guys the guys do the pre qualifying. They're like, "You can siren me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so right. this guy's so, talking uh, about Millen. Yeah, no, I, I'll try and wrap it up quick. But like he no, said, you're good. 
he said, um, you know, he's like, you can ask me anything. Like, you know, I, you know, I'm sure you have questions about, you know, whatever. And he's like, he, he, he's, he asked him a couple of things, but the last thing he, he told me that he asked him, he said, you know, uh, who's a better running back in your opinion, Emmett Smith or Barry Sanders? And he's like, I know that and and Millen responded by saying, I know that like, there's a lot of people out there that say Emmett Smith is the best ever, blah, blah, blah. He's like, but all of those people have never lined up against Barry Sanders. And I have, and he said, he is absolutely without a doubt, the best running back the game has ever seen. There's no question. He was saying, there's none at all. I I'm actually slowly collecting who I see as the top 10 running backs of all time, the signed footballs. Yeah. I don't even put Emmett in my top 10. It's just because he has all the records, right? Well, he had the best offensive line money could buy because there was really, you know, they could spend whatever they wanted Yankee style. And they had a nasty offensive line with a consistent coach and a consistent quarterback. That offensive line was three to four times the value of the Lions. And that's why Barry left. We were so far under the cap and we refused to pay for offensive linemen, just let him go. I mean, Barry left yeah. because he's, all right, so you think you can sell games out because I'm here and not protect me? You can go fuck yourself. I'm going to retire. No, you're not. And I retired. I mean, that's exactly what happened. They let guys go that shouldn't have gone, that were easily affordable, like Mike Compton back in the day. Lowest let them all yeah. go. And then Barry's like, well, cool. I don't spend a lot of money. I save. And yeah, I'm not about to die for you when you're not going to pay a couple bucks more when you make billions. Yep. Like, I respect the hell out of him for it. It's not his fault. It's the Ford's fault. No, I, I don't blame Barry at all for walking away. <laughs> I mean, he's, I moved to Michigan in '96, and I watched the Lions play, and I, yeah, I watched Barry play, and I immediately was just like, "Yeah, this is awesome. I love this guy." Yeah, I mean, ev- everybody loved him. He and he was like, you know, he wasn't flashy. He was whatever. He was just a regular dude. And he, but he was like, I mean. And I, I told this guy uh, the way we ended the conversation was I go the thing that Barry had and this is a this is something that somebody else told me uh, when I was a kid uh, actually the guy that that grew up uh, in the house you know when I was growing up he he lived in the house across the street he would he told me he goes the three things that Barry has that that nobody else has is seriously Bruce yeah Bruce. <laughs> Yes. He told me he's like Barry's quick, he's strong, and he's fast. He's like you'll you're not gonna find another running back that has all three of those things as, as a package. And he was right because I'm like yeah you know because I, 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 I still can't think of anybody. Dude, not not the meat gaze here, but Barry had the biggest fucking thighs <laughs> you've ever seen in your life <laughs> for the size he was. Yeah, yeah, those things. I mean. I feel like he could destroy you with a leg kick. They were the biggest thighs and just, and it wasn't like he was a meatball. He just, he had vision. I was just literally don't have. I was just going to say, I don't see 
It's like I'm a not... chess a chess mas- master mixed with someone that can like see the future. It's like, why would you move eleven steps back? Oh, oh uh, I see it now. Yeah, that's eighty yards. Like, yeah, he saw was... every piece, all eleven defenders coming at him, where they may or may not go, pick the wrong spot to make the right spot. And yeah, he. I didn't want to pull it. the. I didn't want to pull the, the football guy terminology, but yeah, vision was something that, that I. Well, immediately thought of with, with Barry because he would just it's be true. True, he'd just bro. be like he, yeah. It just he, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see him at the line of scrimmage, and then he'd just be fucking gone. Well, and the fact that he was zero maintenance, yes, he wasn't like a rah rah leader. Yeah, he wasn't a diva though. Like I, I just remember, yeah, I just remember my dad saying that when you score a touchdown, he just loves that classic. Barry would walk over to the nearest referee in the back and hand him politely the ball and never celebrate. Just yep. like you've been there before. And he would love yeah. it. He goes, and still this day, my dad's like, ah, I hate that guy. I don't like all this rah-rah stuff. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Every guy from U of M runs around like they're eating a bowl of cereal. That's whatever. <laughs> like, I, I get it. You're down 35 points and you got a sack on their backup quarterback. Ooh, yeah, celebration <laughs> run 50 yards downfield. Like, no, oh, man. The Barry thing was so cool, and it's just, you know, it's yeah. old-school, cold-blooded. It's like you're not even showing emotion. It's like, yeah, I've scored like 90 of these in the last couple of years, so I'm good. And, yes, that was a 200-yard game. Yep. So I'll do it again next week. Yeah. Like, it's just, just the beauty of that is amazing. And now it's the polar opposite. Yeah. Well, they might they might have something in Swift if he can stay healthy, but we'll hopefully see that this weekend. Um, but yeah, before before we uh, before we uh, disconnect for for this show, I did want to kind of talk about uh, fantasy playoffs for this weekend. And you know, I think Scott, something we had talked about was looking back at some things. You know, almost a little Monday morning quarterback, right? some things that you regretted I'm I'm only in two leagues, but I know you're in like, was it eight? eight? I don't I'm know. How to, you do. I'm, I'm up to 10 leagues. And makes I a run. Baker's dozen there, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does make a Baker's dozen if you uh, bring in my college football pickums as well. So yeah, there you go. Right there. But like, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I mean, I love looking at the Monday morning quarterback, and maybe it's just because I'm a junkie. I think about this way too much, (laughs) which is it's probably not a safe amount of time, but I'm pretty happy with my direction. I'd love to hear your direction, what you think, as you are rated higher than me in the league that uh, you uh, co-manage with Serdaski. Yes, and, the T-Rock. Uh, but I did squeak in, so I'm dangerous. Yeah, you're uh you're uh what is it? You're kind of riding your uh Oh, I needed some magic to happen this week and every you, bit of it happened. You're kind of riding with your hair on fire in, which is always kind of I mean that was me last year cuz I lost to you, I lost to you in week 13 and then turned around and had to play in the playoffs. 
the next week and I didn't look back. Yeah, it it is a 10-man league and I get a little squirrely with 10-man league, leagues. I talked today a bunch of guys. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like with 10-man leagues and I know the draft's going to be held at an off-site location that doesn't promote focus, that I can be smarter than the next guy. So I get squirrely and I fuck myself over and deviate from the plan. And I did it once again this year. And out of those 10 leagues, I managed to only miss the playoffs in two. So between your league and those two, I had one common factor, and it's Lamar Jackson too early. So Monday morning quarterback, I knew the danger, and I still ran into it just because I thought I could make it up in a smaller league. I could be more savvy and just, you know, got too creative for myself and shit the bed. But – you still made the playoffs, though, and I did. I needed almost all of them. four guys. I needed to win my matchup and three other guys to lose and outscore a couple guys by a significant amount of points, and it happened. Yeah. So, With well, in our Baltimore, league, too. not scoring nine got me in. Yeah, that's true. And um, whatchamacallit, I mean – in our league too, having to play, having the option to play with two quarterbacks does. I don't know if it offsets the, you know, but it definitely gives you a little bit more wiggle room. Cause like last year, 10, 10 league, 10 team league. I mean, you could stream it. You could stream quarterbacks cause there's nobody's going to have more than two quarterbacks on the roster. Oh, for sure, especially with COVID, too, and quarterbacks dropping left and right. It almost makes sense to keep some backups in play. But if you do a 10-man league and it's one quarterback. Yeah, like last year. Yeah, last year, I'm glad we made that switch because I can't respect that league. It just makes a quarterback that we're shit. And not not that football has to match, fantasy football has to match real life. There's no value in a quarterback. In a no. 10-man, one-quarterback league. You go no. two, though, and with coronavirus and bye weeks shooting all over the place, there's some yep. serious value. Oh, yeah. Yes. And for, 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 for me, quarterbacks carried my team this year because I was absolutely de- decimated with injuries. Um, I mean, at one point, I had four guys on IR and Jer- J- um, Jared Allen – Josh Allen and Russell Wilson were just fucking carrying me because Russell Wilson beginning of the season was just ridiculous. He was averaging like four and a half touchdowns a game through like the first like four or five weeks. And then he fell off. Um, But yeah, you're right. When you're only rolling out a 10 team league with one QB spot, you're just, you could go out and find somebody and pick them up on waivers based on matchups. Just stream. Yeah. There's going to be eight quarterbacks that put up 25 points a game, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And then there's going to be six other teams or seven other teams that if you don't put up 20 games or 20 points, like you better have exited in the first half. Like these teams are that bad. Like you yeah. can match up based or talent based, find 12 every week and that it's you can you go two you can, quarterbacks. It's you rough. can up, yeah, yeah. With one quarterback, ten teams, you could always find guys on the waiver wire and, and 
and upgrade them based on matchups. And honestly, that's what I did last year because I drafted Big Ben. He got hurt like week two, and I picked up Stafford, and then he went on IR, and I ended up just I ended up finding Fitzpatrick at the end of the year and just rode him, and he was red hot. Um, but yeah, when you get two, completely different, completely different story. I believe Fitzpatrick wasn't he the number number one or two fantasy quarterback in fantasy football the last five weeks last year. Yeah, I think he was. He was average. I, I think mean, it was just, two. I think it was two. Because he, you just every time you looked, it like he was putting up like twenty eight, thirty point games, and you were just like, "How in the hell is this happening?" I'm pretty sure he was the second highest quarterback down the stretch. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. And that's the crazy thing about the playoffs, or you know, fantasy. It's just like you could have the most, you could have the the best team all year, and then. You could have shit matchups down the stretch or the team that you're playing has great matchups or there's been an injury on a team and somebody gets upgraded to, you know, to getting more snaps and it's just, it never plays out, right? You know. It's hard. You bank for those matchups. Yeah. But then you lose too many games and then your guy gets hurt and you're like, well, I just, you know, got ripped off on a deal but I wanted the matchups. I thought it was better. So I overpaid and then he never got to that game I needed or I lost too many games in the process and then you don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Like if you, you can't too many guys drafted the rookie running backs this year and got too creative and they lost like four of their first six games and never made it back because you're on tilt once you've lost four games. Yeah, I, I feel like people a lot of people put stock in DeAndre Swift and the Lions just kept feeding Adrian Peterson early on, right? And then Swift had a couple games there, like a two or three game stretch where, you know, he started to kind of pull away, but then he got the concussion. Yeah, which still is, I know they said it was an illness, but I was kind of worried that you know, we had the Javid Best situation with all those concussions. Yes. Oh, my God. And then, and then he went away. And Adrian, I don't usually, like, especially a veteran like AP, he said, like, and it's not like he's trying to promote himself. He's a class act. No, no. He, he was said he like, wasn't. I'm a little concerned. He doesn't seem like himself since that concussion three or four weeks ago. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, I mean, those brain injuries, it affects every, you know, those hits differently. But, yeah. I mean, that's – that. I, I mean, I don't even care for the Lions. That's just scary as a human being that young. Hopefully Fuck it's no. just truly like the flu and he's back. Yeah. He, because uh, he, he shows promise, and I want to see what he does with Bevel when they're chucking in everywhere. Yeah, I, I do see too. that with a competent human being. Yeah, he's coming uh, – he could be back this weekend because they said um, he logged some t- time at practice today. So he potentially could be back this weekend. We'll see. Um, when – so they play Green Bay this weekend. Well, whatever. Anyways, back to the fantasy discussion. So no, it's, no analysis needed. Aaron Gibson will destroy us on the ground, and we will lose by double digits. 
next. Oh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, if you had to pick like a, you know, if there are, you know, is there any matchups this weekend you're looking at? And you're like, God, I wish I had, I wish I had that quarterback or that wide receiver this weekend. Um, well, I kind of mentioned you know, it with, uh, I mean, going into the playoffs, if you have anything associated with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I'm a go for that. Like, I have a league where we the top division winners get to pick their first round matchup. No yeah, shit. It's a, so it's a 14 man league, two divisions wow. of seven. Oh my! So God. how it works is eight teams make the playoffs, so no buy. Okay. And but you have 14 though. It's a big league. And it's the uh, probably the most competitive league I've ever been in. Call it Showtime. Uh, I can only imagine. You get, Are you kidding me? You get the pick. So the guy who was first place all year slipped the last two weeks, lost to a guy for the first overall seed, and he dropped the three. The guy who took the first overall seed picked him for the first round. So it takes him from a three seed to an eight seed. Because he got selected. <laughs> and then the guy with the high points on the year was fifth or fifth or four, fourth place. Got called out by the second place guy. But I don't know why. He has he has uh Devontae Adams versus the Lions this week. So many other weapons. Oh Jesus. And he just saw that. That guy, Derrick Henry against Jacksonville or something like that. Didn't have that. The guy that had first overall is Derrick Henry. But because he called out the third place guy, it moved that fourth place guy to the second place guy's side. So he was like, all right, well, the buzz saw who's had shit luck. But since we do a two point system, one for beating your opponent and one for finishing top half in the league. That guy wouldn't have made the playoffs, yet he has a points lead on the year by over 200. Like wow. his team's nasty. Wow. Like he we, just ran if into you get bad, one, it, bad Yeah, if you get 130 on a week, you win it, you win your game most of the time. He yeah. put up 167 on my ass and he lost by 10 points. What? Oh god. And that happened to him like four times. That sucks. Dude, so like it was did- insane. But I, I love that two-point system. Yeah. And I'm not trying to make everything, you know, equal and ha- whatever. You don't play to the guy you're playing. You try and destroy people every week. So if yeah. you finish top half, you deserve to get that second point. That's a good win. If you win 54 to 53 to some asshole that doesn't play his roster, like you don't deserve the same credit as the guy that won 167 to 166. Like, yeah, I, just, I, I think that's it a makes good way it to, cleaner. Yeah, it level it, it. It definitely it's kind of like a buffer. Um, and if you yeah. catch fire at the end, you can catch up faster. You know, some guy that started out hot, like in your league, I had Russell Wilson. He went down right away, or not Russell Wilson, not Dak Prescott. Dak, yeah. So Dak, Dak went down in a two quarterback league. That was a top pick for me. I was kind of fucked. Uh, like, that, yeah. I, I mean, I got in with a losing record with a miracle at the end by six points. And well, and you had to have somebody. But in the two, <laughs> yeah, well, I had to have 
not the guy was playing against. Yeah, he had to lose, obviously. But three other teams had to lose, and they couldn't score X amount of points. That's true. That's that's right, because you had to have... And it happened by, like, six. Like, it was that close. Like Yeah, because you were five. I mean, realistically, yeah. I... I don't. I think my team was a dumpster fire for way too many weeks. I got a couple of accidental wins. Yeah, it looks good now, but I had I have no business in the playoffs in that league, and I'm in in a two point system. I guarantee you, I'm not in. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I in um I did I was doing power rankings last night, and Dosky's cousin um uh. Cabretti, uh, his like name is Cobra. Um, I mean, his team is his team is littered with top ten fantasy performers. He finished six and seven, um, but didn't have enough points. But I mean, like, I looked at his roster and I was like, this this is a good team. He had uh, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Roethlisberger. His receivers were Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kenny Galladay. Um, Jarvis Landry, he had Hunter Henry at ten tight end. Like his team was, his team was pretty nasty, and I was like, "It's good, but Kenny gone for that long, he probably is a nine win team if Kenny plays." Exactly, like, yeah, because he's because Ken, Kenny's not playing because he's hurt. Kenny's right. playing because he doesn't have a contract. He's seen as the top ten receiver in the league. Yeah, that's going to free agency. And he doesn't but, know who his, who his GM and coach is. So why the, risk getting hurt? The problem. You lose games, you get a better draft pick. And the, yeah. if you get hurt, you don't get money. He's going to get franchised next year, guarantee it, unless you yeah. hire a coach that Kenny likes. Yeah. Yeah. He'll at least play for another year. Um, but Cobra, I mean, oh, and he also has A.J. Brown. Um, but. Thielen was out for a few weeks because he was hurt. Um, I mean, Stefan always Diggs, had he always had one to two weapons out every week. Yeah. Yep. Like correct. every week, like they they weren't all out for extended periods. It was like, hey, Thielen's out. Well, this guy, and Kenny's out. Ah, shit. Well, when Thielen was playing, it's like, well, these two guys were also out on top of Kenny. It's like, god damn it. Like, who am I playing? Well, and then and- you're. You fuck up a couple times, and then you're on tilt, and then you're done. Right. Like well, you get too creative. A few weeks ago, trades. A few weeks ago, Vegas um, had Atlanta, and I mean everybody was jockeying Vegas that week because because of the matchups. Everybody was all over Derek Carr and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, and they didn't do anything. I mean, I think Derek Carr okay. had negative negative points in that game against Atlanta. That game sucked. They were awful. And that that's probably a game where you're looking at Jacobs, you're thinking, dude, he's going to have 20 points. You know? He's going to have 100 yeah. yards 100 yards rushing, maybe a couple touchdowns, just just a dominant performance. I mean, Atlanta's gotten a little bit better on defense. Yes. But And their offense is good. And so is Vegas. Like they have some they have some guys, some good picks. But they were letting Everybody run all over them, throw all over them, and then yep. they turn. They were both turning the ball over. They were both hucking it and have guys that could score in two plays. Like every sign pointed towards an over in every category. 
and that was me being a in my main league, you know, the one where you get to pick the seed. I have Matt Ryan. The only weeks I lose is when Matt Ryan sucks. That's it. When Matt yeah. Ryan can't score 20, I lose. My team's spot on, but you cannot predict the Atlanta team. And yeah, to be honest, like Raiders are really hard to predict. They are. Like he had negative points. And then and he then turned I, around. I used him in a league last week and he had 41. Yeah, he was ridiculous. Quarterback one. Yeah. Like out of control. Yep. Yeah, he had a great he had a great week against the Jets. Um but yeah, should be interesting. You've got uh Lenny on a seven game tear right now. Isn't that unbelievable? In our league, Lenny was one in five. I mean Seven games I ago, I, Lenny was I one in five. <laughs> he's on a seven-game tear. I can't speak to it because I'm in the playoffs with a losing record at six and seven. Yeah. I don't even have seven wins. Yet I get to grace the presence of the great Lendaski. Yes. And get to go head-to-head with him. And it's going to be fun because this losing team – I love it, and I think it's going to roll. That's what I do. Take, I literally that taking a while to rebound from a quarterback loss in the two quarterback league. Yep, that was but me last year. I, I I snuck in. I lost in our last week of the season, and I still got in. And I averaged 150 points in those three games in the playoffs. Nobody touched me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who, did, who did you lose to? Week the last week of the year and who, who did you I, beat the first round of the playoffs? It was you. I, that, I uh, yes, it was. I, I almost doubled up on your ass week one. Yeah. Or, week, uh, week, week 13. Thir- yep. Like, like just a complete dismantling. Just destroyed. And then <laughs> every player, like, I, I honestly think it was like almost a league high for the year to a league low. Like it was awful. I, I don't think you I you didn't break ninety, and I think I put up like one sixty or something the next week. It was just like, oh, it was this, gross. It was over <laughs> by like two thirty. It was like this is like, how, this is yep, how fantasy. This guy, this guy's hurt. This guy obviously isn't getting carries, and that guy has three touchdowns when he hasn't scored in four weeks. Awesome. It, yeah, I, and it was like it, the my running backs were disgusting. I had like. Devonta Freeman and Joe Mixon, and those guys were awful all year, and they just went on a tear. Mixon was a complete beast, but hey, just to uh, as a stat alert, since the game's over, I did not win a million dollars. Oh, okay. I was wondering where, where'd you finish though. Um, the winner had. Let's see. I really did get many more points the rest of the way. The winner had 105, and I had 90. Oh, damn, that sucks. Cause, um, so I won $25. Woo! Uh, all right. That's not – at least at least you're not walking away with nothing. But I thought Cam Akers, if he could have gotten another touchdown, that may have helped. 
Because he had like 150 yards rushing, didn't he? Yeah, it was just – it hurt that Patriots D, Harris, and Woods did – I think they combined for negative one points since the start of this. They were terrible. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Harris left. He got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, I got 31 points out of the Rams D, which was great. Wow. But – and 24 out of Acres, cool, but – not the final lineup, but hey, I won ten bucks, and for a hey. moment, I almost bought a Lambo, so I'm good. <laughs> oh man, that would have been sick! Wow. Well, you got uh, fourteen points from Rams D in our league, so that kind of puts you right there with Len. Oh, Len's fucked. I mean, shit. I played fucking Jeff this week, and he's like, "My the injury to Christian McCaffrey has helped his team out more than anybody in the, this league because he's got Mike Davis." I guess shame on me for not having a handcuff, but no, grabbing Mike. I mean, I don't know when he got him, but in a ten man league, you can't fuck around with handcuffs. A ten man two quarterback. You're better off grabbing two other people's, like grabbing, I don't know, uh, Chad Henney on KC because if he went down, he's money, or Andy Dalton. Right. You know, on like big, high-powered offense with a semi-veteran quarterback in a two-quarterback league, you you start doing handcuffs in a 10-man league, it's gross. Yeah, you're just eating up spots for... You're better finding a really good team and stealing someone else's handcuff. Right. Because then you're rocking, like, three first-round picks. That's true. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what shakes out this weekend, but it's going to be tough, man. I Jeff conveniently reminded me that I beat him twice already in the regular season, so he... He's due for a win. And uh, McCaffrey, uh, McCaffrey is not playing uh, this weekend. Uh, Jeff's not winning. I don't know, man. Yeah. Rodgers, Mahomes, his wide receivers. Dude, the formula's there. I just whooped your ass last week. And now you're like the juggernaut, and you're going to get up and just build <laughs> off that momentum and just smash him right in the fucking mouth. You lose. You have a great season, lose week 13, get pissed off, and just destroy. I don't know, man. Jeff has been Jeff has been my kryptonite in this league. I, I beat him twice this year before that. In the previous three seasons, I think I beat him once. He was literally like six and one against me. It was unreal. So yeah, he's okay. Yeah, you're gonna beat him. You're fine. I'm not worried at all. Okay, we'll see. You, I'm, I'm concerned. A couple, maybe a couple of moves, but he's got the quarterbacks. But I just. Denver has a ton of guys on offense out with COVID. They're hurt. 
Chicago's got a good pass defense. Cooks is going to get dinged. Devontae Parker has sucked with Tua. What about what about Cutie? Do you think he's worth a, a stash? Is he worth a look? I, I mean, in a 10-man league, no. Yeah. I just – I think that's getting too cute. I mean, he'll be all right. But I just – in a 10-man league, two-quarterback – you got to find yeah. those massive points, and I'm not counting on him to light it up, especially Chicago's not a bad defense. And, I mean, he's got Devontae Parker, who's going against KC. Yeah, you think high points. Kc's one of the best teams in the league against re, uh, against receivers. Yeah, they're pretty they tough lock against it the up. pass. <clears throat> yeah, they're tough against the pass. Like, you think high points, they're going to light it up, but there's just so many times. It's like that bend, not break. Yeah. They just, they go for the turnover where they let the touchdown up, but mostly it's the tight end and running back. Like they just, they really help out the wides and it's tough to beat them. You have to go 14 plays for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's a grind. I, I don't think, I think the game's lower scoring. And I think Parker sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. I didn't think about the case. case I mean, he's got, he's got Rogers. He's got Mahomes. Yes. Lots of points. Yeah. I, I just Car- Carson against the I, Jets. I just stay healthy. I couldn't hate every other guy in the lineup more like Seattle. They're going to throttle the Jets. They're not going to take their one of their best weapons and run them into the ground to run the score up. Yeah. They're going to run every running back they have. Carson might get 11, 12, 13 carries and they might win by 30. Yeah. You know, interesting. yeah. And Carolina's got COVID. So I think, and Denver really? hasn't looked terrible. Dude, Carolina's out. I think they're without, like six defensive starters. Oh God! No DJ Moore. No Curtis Samuel. Like, no McCaffrey. No McCaffrey because the thigh injury. Yep. It's like wow. a lot of moving pieces, and that thigh injury came up recently. So yeah, that means yes, you got to like. I mean, they got COVID guys going down, so you can make moves, but. I mean, that's a huge game plan change last minute. Yeah, that's a good point. And they lost their entire pass rush, like Burns. I mean, every Burns, what is it, Barrett, all those guys, they, they're just out. So, yeah, Drew Locke sucks. But it's going to be a Lions situation where no one gets to him, so you have time to not suck. Yeah, that's a good point. He throws a good ball. He just sucks. Yeah, he's and, been. Yeah, he's been less than desirable. Yeah, he is not point. making the uh, Elway fan club. They're not happy. Do you think? Uh, um, do you think he's going to be? Um, Elway's going to make any moves to bring in a QB or no? He's kind of at a crossroads. I mean, he supported Locke, used the draft pick. I mean, 
unless you can find someone as stupid as Bill O'Brien to work a trade with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how he keeps his, how they let him reboot again with a different quarterback. Yeah. I know it's not first overall, but it was still a high pick. He was a first round pick, bad. wasn't he? Or was he, he was still first rounder, right? He was first round, but it, it was late. Like, it was late. It wasn't top 10, but I mean, he's had like what? Patrick, uh, Patty Lynch. Yeah, Paxton Lynch. He's had, or Paxton Lynch, yeah, and he's had Tebow. He's had well, God he knows who else. He lucked out with, so Man- many with guys. Manning. Yeah, he lucked out getting Manning. Um, well, they had Manning outside of that, nothing. Right. Um, I mean, you well, had before, failure before, after failure. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what uh, if he does anything because – Elway is definitely someone who doesn't seem to want to, who doesn't sit tight, right? Yeah, and the owners can't be happy. You out there, they got Joe Flacco, right, for a little bit, was gone yeah. immediately. Like, and every time they get rid of a guy, they're paying him money. Right, to go away. Like, yeah. there's guarantees they're paying him to go away. I'd love to see that tally of who they had and how much money they've dropped since he's been there on those quarterbacks post Super Bowl. Like it's got to be gross. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> no. Oh yeah. It it's got to be awful. It's got to be you know, the Pistons level still paying Josh Smith until this last year. That I kind mean, of how, shit. Or or Zetterberg just dropping off the books. You're like, huh? I didn't have children when he played last. Like that's odd. Yeah. Franzen <laughs> dropping off the Franzen. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, then what? Them both getting was like 12, 13, 14 year contracts out yeah. of control. Yeah. Um, how many how many starts did Paxton Lynch even get? Did he get like a full season or were they like, no, this guy's not good? Too many. I think he got hurt. It did was he? I mean, there was no way he was making it. He was an immobile quarterback in the league where mobile quarterbacks are thriving. And yeah, he's got a cannon, but he's just a statue back there. Yeah. And the team wasn't good either. So it was just all around just moronic. You know, it's the I mean it's worse than like the Yao Ming kind of mindset where it's like, hey, he's he's big and he's got a cannon. Yeah, but played at Memphis. Right. It's not like he was getting pro talent at the coach or player level, you get him out there and he's just confused. And not only is he confused, he can't even run away from it. He's just a statue. So he gets destroyed. I mean, yeah, that was an awful pick. Yeah. That was the lions fan. We know awful picks all too well. Yeah, no, you're right. (laughs) You are absolutely right. Um, but uh, yeah, awesome man. Well, anything else, fantasy? I think uh, I think that's all I got, man. Yeah, rough year. Another year. The in a twelve man league, the top two rounds, fifty percent of them busted back to back years. I don't think that's ever happened. 
So you had a 50% hit rate in the first round. So wow, it's, it's tough. And yeah. I just thought the strategy of across those 10 leagues, if you went running back, running back, with exception to if you had an early running back and you can get Kelsey, that was the strategy. And then you just pound receiver third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. Yeah. Try and get that, that turn of Dak Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, that little pocket there around five, six, seven, that's where you get your quarterback. And then you just annihilate running backs and weapons on good teams. Yeah. If you if you did that, it worked out in what eight to ten leagues for me. But the single worst thing was I overpaid for Lamar in two leagues, and those are the only two I didn't make the playoffs. I reached because I had him a lot last year and got him late, and it worked out and just overdrafted. But in but, in our in our league. With two, with two quarterbacks different. You got to take yeah. him early. You got to take him early. That's why I took Russ. I mean, it was basically a – it was the last pick of the second round, first pick of the third round, what have you. But, yeah, I mean, I went McCaffrey, Eckler, and Russell Wilson. And, I mean, Eckler was hurt for most of the year. He's just recently come back the last couple of games, and McCaffrey's basically been a non-factor. So, yeah, you're right. If you went two running backs those first two rounds – you were, I mean, you were, you were, you were fine. Well, the right ones. If and it was a weird time too. Remember, Cook was potentially holding out. Com, no, Camara. Well, no, and Cook. Oh, both of them. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and Cam and Camara was mysteriously hurt the year before and was being held out. So yeah. it's like, is he gonna play or hold out? Like or hold out? Like. There were leagues where those guys were dropping out of the first round because of how scared they were. Wow. Yeah. But those turned out to be like it's Camara, it's Cook. I mean James James Robinson. Robinson's up there, yeah, he's great, but like Camara and Cook, you're like, uh Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like no brainer one two. Derrick Henry. And then you have like your Derrick Henry, Josh uh, Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. Jacobs has been hurt, but like Adams, when he plays, is just a target hawk. Yeah. Aaron Jones is up there probably in the top eight. Yeah. So, like, Hill. if you were, yeah, if you well, were, well, he's not getting, go, yeah, he, he didn't go that high, but I know. Well, Tyreek Hill was like late second round. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, if you went out there and followed that running back, running back, or Kelsey, and then hammered receiver, I mean, you were getting your Cook, Kamara, those kind of guys. Zeke, he's had some downtime, whatever. But then you're coming back and getting Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Kelsey's outscoring yeah. every tight end, not named Darren Waller. But like he's at. He's out. He, he, by, he, by the amount of a normal running back is scoring in a single game. So you're yeah. essentially gaining an extra running back. And then yep. if you are the guy who just picked up James Robinson free agency, you have the fourth overall running back. Yeah. 
And yeah. in that scenario, you avoid Joe Mixon, who's missed most of the year. Mm-hmm. Or and if if you picked up uh, if you picked up Wayne Gallman after he became the starter in Week Six, you have a top six running back the last seven weeks. Yeah, that you could essentially. That <laughs> I mean, with the concerns with Kamara and Cook, it is feasible in the twelve man league. People were so scared at the right week that you got Kamara and Cook, and you picked up Gallman and Robinson free agency. Yeah. God, you'd be set. I mean, your running backs are set. You would have running back one, two, three, and four that played almost the entire season. Yeah. And then, I mean, shit, you you get Waller third round easy. You get Waller fourth round. Well, I mean, get you could the, get get Thielen, get Thielen third round, Waller fourth round. And then there's a handful of receivers in a row that just, you know, you have Jefferson, all these other guys. I mean, I, I drafted, uh, I drafted Terry McLaurin in the seventh round. Yeah. I, I have Terry in a bunch of teams. He's, he's a target machine. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a stud. And, um, Will Fuller was a reach, but he was, he worked out, um, that suspension, I mean, that fuck, man. I, like, I just think about that too, and I'm like, I could have had Will. Do you know how much money team. that cost that man? Oh, idiot! He turned down all the contracts. Was a free agent in a year that he was dominating. He yeah. was going to get max. He was going to get super max from them because the GM's going to want to keep him. And he works well. Or yeah, because they other just teams they, they're going to outbid him because. He played the whole year. He had an injury risk. Didn't have it this year outside of like one game. Yeah, it one was game. Dominating. And because now it's like a character issue, he's going to lose three to $5 million a year on the contract. Yeah. And it's awesome. probably going to be three years shorter. He was going to yep. get a five-year beefy contract. So lots of guaranteed, and- right? And instead, he's probably either taking a one-year fully guaranteed money deal with Houston or he's going to take a three- or four-year, you know, good deal with a shit team. Like, that's what's going to happen. Like, he could have been on the Saints next year maxed out if he just kept his shit in order or re-signed. Yeah. That's, that's not happening that's, now. No, no. That man does not have the cards in the game. Yep. That's true. That's true. Well, Scotty, great chatting with you, man. Good luck this weekend, and we will have you back on again. Awesome. Plenty more to talk about, and uh, looking forward to Gruff Sparty and uh, seeing if Bevel throws for 600 and – or put 600 air yards up. And I plan on winning every fantasy league. So, Lenny, we will talk about your death in the near future. (laughs) We will have a post-mortem next week. I love it. Go green. Love it. Go white. Thanks for joining. And if you like what you hear, hit hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Dads Gone Wild.